Welcome to Viking Spotlight. This is a podcast about people, events, and projects in the North Canton City School District. I'm your host, Jeff Wendorf, and today we're talking with Mr. Tom Oaks, who's our athletic director for the second year, and we appreciate him coming on our podcast. I believe we had you on previously. Just wanted to have you come back for a a fall update and uh, see how our our kids are performing and how athletics is going in North Canton City Schools, and we certainly appreciate your work and uh, you coming today to share what our kids are doing. It's an extremely busy time, wrapping up fall sports, uh, week eight of football, hard to believe that, and, and all the other sports into some sectionals and some other uh, district things. And so I know you've been putting in some long hours, saw you later last night at uh, sock, girls soccer, but uh, give us a little update today and, and let's start off with our golf teams. How'd they do? Well, our golf teams, Jeff, uh, have had a magnificent year. Uh, the girls golf team, we'll start with them. They uh, won the Federal League with a 6-0 record. Uh, they were 7-0 overall this year, uh, won several tournaments as well, too, and will be competing this Thursday uh, at Brookledge Country Club in Cuyahoga Falls in the uh, district tournament with uh, hopes of advancing uh, the entire team to the state tournament. Great. So that's October 13th, and uh, girls at that tournament, that's that's a sectional tournament. Yes. Awesome. And then the boys uh, finished their season yesterday. Uh, they advanced to the district tournament as well, too. Uh, they played at Pine Hills Golf Club yesterday in Hinkley, Ohio. Just a challenging golf course, uh, to say the least. I, I sat at a couple different holes and watched both all five groups go through. And, uh, you know, our, some of our kids were disappointed with some nice shots, uh, but every kid up there yesterday you could just see the frustrations mounting and and you know that's why we always try to tell our student athletes that uh you know it, it's, a, it's a mental game as much as it is a physical game as well too and and sometimes you know the mentally strong are the ones that uh, get the next opportunity to advance but very proud of our boys program literally second place in the federal league this year came down to a second tiebreaker between hoover and green where green their sixth person scored better than our sixth person uh, and that's how close and competitive the boys' side was this year. So okay. uh, both sides just had an outstanding year, and we're certainly proud of our ladies, like I said, uh, putting up another Federal League banner in the gym. Right. Fantastic. We wish them all the best at sectionals, and hopefully after that. Yes. Excellent. Thanks. How about, uh, so we've got cross country. Uh, they've had a big couple weeks coming up uh, here in, in the near future, and this week is a Federal League uh, meet with districts the following week. How are the boys and girls uh, teams doing this year? The boys and girls are, are running well. They're trying to peak at the right time of the year, obviously, with Federal League coming up this weekend at Jackson and districts coming up very shortly as well. Uh, the boys finished third. I'm sorry, excuse me, finished fourth last week as a team. Uh, Noah Johnson individually finished third uh, as a senior running in that event, so they did outstanding. Uh, The girls uh, finished 12th last week out of 24 teams. Medina always brings a strong group of participants to their invitational, so certainly, uh, like I say, we look forward to seeing what happens uh, this week here at uh, at Jackson, and and again, maybe, uh, like I say, we're hoping that uh, we can maybe get another Federal League title out of it this weekend here. Right. Awesome. So we've had some individuals. So you mentioned, I think you mentioned Noah Johnson uh, finished seventh and and uh, overall, and Craig Jake uh, Jacob Craig tenth, uh, and Xavier Medina eleventh, and the girls finished uh, fourth with uh, Maya Miller took eighth for Hoover. So that's that's incredible for the cross country kids and and uh, those meets that are um, both in the past and coming up. So that's awesome. So girls tennis. 
Gosh, what a season, and uh, just a heck of a season. I see they're ranked uh, second in the state behind Mason, according to the coaches' poll. Tell us a little bit about uh, girls' tennis. We probably could have done an entire podcast just on girls' tennis this right. year. With and their we, maybe season. we will, maybe we should, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, right now, uh, as a team, all seven individuals uh, advance to the district tournament, which will be held at uh, Sunnyside this weekend up in the Copley area, uh, starting on Thursday. Uh, as a team, they're 24-0 and this year. Uh, they have an OTCA regional final match at home next Monday uh, against Magnificat, which edged us last year 3-2 to two to, to advance to the state final four. We're hoping we can get them back again this year. Uh, but uh, seven girls, Coach Schaefer said, was the first time he could remember in his coaching career. And again, we're talking about a gentleman who just won his 1,000th career match this year. Uh, first time he can remember in his career that all seven individuals qualified for the district tournament, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah, pretty neat to see that picture and that caption uh, on our social media and in your in your athletic updates for that. That certainly that's a great feat. We wish them the best, and uh, especially to beat Magnificent and um, move on. So fantastic! That's exciting for the girls' uh, tennis team. So um, how about soccer? Soccer's, you know, soccer's been great this year. Uh, the girls have been very young. Uh, they are, I think, 22 of the 30 rostered players are freshmen and sophomores, uh, which any t- coach that knows you have that young of a roster, there's going to be a big-time learning curve. There's going to be some big-time ups and downs and some growing pains, uh, learning how to win because winning isn't for everyone. Uh, you know, it, winning is the hardest thing, I think, to do. Overall, well, it's it, yeah. And last night that we had girls soccer senior night and the two seniors on the whole roster, and that's a we certainly want to recognize those girls, but um, also understand that the whole roster is is very very young, like yeah. you just said. And yeah, a lot of times you got to stumble and fall and and get back up. And uh, when you're super young, that happens a lot. Yeah. Overall, the records two nine and four this year, uh, and they're one four and one in the conference. But the one tie was against a potential league champion in Green. Green and Jackson are going to play off for the league title this Wednesday, and the game against Jackson at home earlier in the year, the girls lost one nothing. And again, it was just it was a tough bounce uh, for our goalkeeper. I mean, it just took a different spin that I don't think she was. You know, expecting, and it, unfortunately, the ball won the back of the net. Otherwise, that could have been a tie as well, too. So, uh, you know, there's a fine line between you know winning and losing, but at the same time, I, you know, I do see that the girls are getting closer and closer, and, and you know, those freshmen and sophomores, you know, are going to become juniors and sophomores next year. So, hopefully, right. uh, that'll make a big difference in our advantage for the experience as well, too. Yeah, good, good. And boys, the boys? Yeah, the boys, uh, again, we're kind of waiting for a match between on Tuesday between Green and Jackson to determine our fate. We will definitely at least share a tie of the Federal League. And if Green were to tie or beat Jackson at, I believe it's at Green on Tuesday night, then uh, we would we would own it outright. So we're kind of waiting. It's our bye week. We've we've put up our 5-0-1 record in the league. Uh, we're 11-2-2 overall. Um, we got some state recognition last week. I think we were ranked 16th in the state po- coaches poll uh, at the end of last week. So uh, we'll see what happens. Plus, uh, you know, one of the coaches made a good point. When we wa- lost earlier near Walsh Jesuit, uh, we rattled off eight straight wins. And we're going to be co- we're coming off a loss to a state ranked Worcester team last Thursday. So let's see if we can repeat that trend and and, and win another eight straight. Because if that's the case, yeah. we're pushing that state title. Right, so. timing for an eight straight now is is uh, get you deep in the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, good. 
Well, volleyball has had a couple tough uh, tough games here lately, but they're eight and twelve overall, I think, right now. And uh, tell us a little bit about volleyball. Volleyball started out uh, one and five in the federal league uh, this year, and we got games that, that you know we beat Lake at home. We're at Lake tonight. Uh, we host Green for Youth Night on Thursday night. I think we lost a five-setter against Green earlier in the year, and it was our third match in three nights. So uh, let's hope that we can get back to 500, and that would be an incredible turnaround for the ladies to start off 1-5 and five in the league and go 5-1 and one in the second half, showing marked improvement. So we do host a uh, girls' volleyball sectional tournament next Tuesday. We just found out over the weekend. So uh, Madison versus Maslin Perry will be playing in our gym at 6 o'clock. And then the Lady Vikings will host Mayfield at 7.30. Uh, following that uh, game, it's, an, again, an OHSA tournament game, so tickets now don't fall under hoovervikings.com. Instead, the tickets for that fall under ohsa.org backslash tickets. Right. Uh, but certainly, like I say, I'm proud that you know we get a chance to host a home tournament volleyball game, and if we can, you know, or if we're fortunate enough to beat a good Mayfield team, then I believe we advance to – uh, Glen Oak on Thursday night to play a neutral site game against Willoughby South. So obviously we don't have to travel that far, and, and they do. So, uh, you know, hopefully that might be a, a slight advantage to us as well. Right. And just for informational purposes, when we host a, a OHSA tournament of any kind, that most revenue, 99% of the revenue goes to them. We get to uh, take some out to pay for workers and so on, and and but we also can uh, capitalize on concessions. It's a great thing to host because, number one, our kids are accustomed to playing at home. Uh, right. They enjoy playing at home. So, But, yes, you're right. We're not, uh, we're not going to break the bank on uh, revenue for this game. Obviously, the ticket revenue will all go towards the OHSA. They do tell us we could charge for parking. We are not charging for parking. Uh, and then we do get uh, any type of concessions and so forth like that. We don't usually have a volleyball concession stand during the year, but soccer which will host a boys' event here on uh, October 22nd. Uh, that's one night where we could get some soccer revenue. But, yeah, basically what we do is we get costs to pay for our ticket takers, our site managers, our, our game, our clock uh, personnel and game personnel and, and pretty much yep. break even on that. Good, good. Well, we've got one more sport to talk about, and that's football. Uh, having a great year. Tell us about uh, football. Football's young. I mean, we knew that going into the year, and uh, certainly uh, there were some ups and downs. Obviously, we had a couple uh, rough road games to start. Uh, we went week two to Mansfield and uh, week six to McKinley. But I thought uh, I thought the character of the group showed week seven at Perry. Uh, good, hard-fought win, physical game. Uh, both teams, you know, played hard, and, and we were able to get away with a 24-14 win. Came back last week, Lake Goddess. Uh, and uh, now it takes the controlling our own destiny out of the federal league title. We got to hope for some help now from mm -hmm. a couple people, Glen Oak being one, uh, and I believe Perry or Green being the other. But we also got to first focus on ourselves. We got to take care of business this Friday night. Big one versus Green. I believe if we can take care of business, I, that we could host a playoff game in that opening round, which would be nice, again, just for familiarity purposes, just for our fans, because our region is so spread out that you could – travel to lake or dover or you could travel down to columbus for right. a first round game and certainly uh we would like people to travel to us if at all possible absolutely absolutely yeah well we're proud of all of our athletes and and what they've done been able to accomplish and the number of our our kids nine through 12 that are participating in sports and uh, we call it our our largest classroom and uh, those things that happen on the 
on the field and uh, actually in the arts too for when they compete and uh, go to their band concerts and that's another podcast but mm-hmm. another update but uh, real proud of our kids and the things they do for extracurriculars and, and in athletics is is a great learning experience both the win and the loss and uh, certainly a lot of preparation and things take place before the matches and meets and games and uh, lots to be learned on the field and in the court. So uh, previously we talked with Tim Walker about uh, uh, Memorial Stadium and the changes coming there and and so on. Can you tell us a little bit about a timeline and potentially what our our community can see for an update with the stadium? Well, as far as timeline goes, a lot of it's just going to depend upon what we continue to host come OHSA tournament time. Uh, again, Friday's football game could be the last one uh, at Memorial Stadium with the current setup. And uh, we may then, if we take care of business, we, you know, we could possibly host another playoff game a couple weeks later, after a week after the Jackson game. But uh, we do have some fencing set up on the south side of the uh, Memorial Stadium right now that uh, we are going to add on to the newer uh, locker room for soccer, lacrosse, and track. Uh, you know, that's going to be one thing that's going to be done. Obviously, there are some. Uh, storage units are going to be coming in to store some of the items that are currently stored underneath uh, our home grandstand and will uh, be taken out when we do take the home grandstand down and, 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 and get it up to par and get it up to the 21st century, as I like to say. Sure. But, uh, we'll, you know, we'll see. A lot of it's really going to depend on, like I say, soccer will have a home game, so we really don't want to start any construction until after the 22nd. If soccer wins, they would host another home game i believe the following wednesday so that might push it back a few more days and then if if football were to have a home game now we're playing on the 28th as well too so i'm going to say you know when we get into the month of november that uh you know with all the changes going on there are already new transportation uh department offices and 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 that are getting put together which is outstanding uh you know we're going to see the stadium projects start again next and and certainly looking forward to it and we hope that our fans uh, are certainly looking forward to uh, you know, like I say, some modern updates sure. to Memorial Stadium, but the roof's still going to be there. Yeah. I know that's always one of the biggest yeah. questions for Tim or myself. The roof is still going to be there. Yeah. Uh, so because essentially the home side um, outside the track is coming down and being rebuilt, basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah. stands and, and – uh, and some concessions cover, cover. work and, sure. and locker rooms, and we're going to put the uh, restrooms down on the south side of the stadium now instead of underneath the grandstand. So mm-hmm. there's going to be some changes, but like I say, we think the changes are going to be best for all. Right. Certainly be uh, more accessible um, up and down the stands and handrails and all those kind of things. Yeah, And have handicap accessibility in the reserve section, which we've never had before. A lot of times it's just been general admission. Right. So we're, we're right. excited about that as well, too. Great. Good. Well, as far as our athletes and, and coming up and getting prepared for the winter season, I think you have a, a student and parent meeting scheduled here coming up. Can you tell us about that meeting? How, how does that work? I know you do it each season, but our listeners might not. And uh, what do you cover? Is it mandatory? And all the details of that parent and athlete meeting. Well, we love to say it's required uh, because we want parents to hear, you know, the passion and the message instead of just watching on a video or watching in the final forms. But ultimately, final forms is our one checkoff for all our student athletes because we know that we're never going to pick one date that works well for, you know, over 400 community members and, and family members each each season. So final forms is the ultimate sign off. If parents take care of final forms, all is good, but we do highly encourage, highly recommend 
the Cleveland Clinic usually does a brief presentation first. I'll come in and close uh, with, you know, our code of conduct and different items like that, just to make sure that, that parents and students are aware that, you know, these are part of being a student athlete. Our expectations uh, are, are higher. Uh, for our student athletes and one of the things we want to make sure that the students understand and, and so do their families is that you know uh, we're representing hoover high school or north can middle school or representing the north can community those are big things right. and certainly we want our kids to take pride in that we want to make sure that when it comes to decision making that you know they're making the appropriate decisions not just in on the courts but also in the classroom and certainly outside of school as well too Right. Yeah. So clarification of the guidelines and so on, not only ours, but OHSAA. Yes. Uh, eligibility, grade levels, um, and also the medical piece, which is critical. So Yes. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I did want to note about the winter sports meeting, uh, we did have to make a change of date uh, just today uh, because we are hosting volleyball next Tuesday on October 18th. That originally was our thank you band concert night. And it was our winter sports meeting night. So uh, for all the band fans out there, the thank you concert is going to be pushed back to October 25th, a week later. And then the winter sports meeting we just put on our social media in Schoology today, uh, that is going to be changed to Monday, October 17th at 630 in Hoover Hall uh, instead of Tuesday. Okay, so Monday, October 17th for the meeting and then uh, the following week for the um, thank you concert for our our band. Perfect. Okay. Well, one thing we've talked about in the past and, and in different meetings and around, and uh, I think we had an unfortunate uh, incident the other day where we didn't have officials for uh, a JV um, event and uh, talking a lot about officials, referees, umpires and in every sport and not only at North Canton, but in throughout Ohio and throughout the nation, I think that uh, a shortage of people willing to take on those roles. How can we address that? How can we help that? It's a great question, Jeff, and certainly something that uh, it, it pains my heart, uh, obviously, to cancel a, a game because we don't have an official. Uh, I certainly felt bad for our JV Orange boys soccer team last Thursday, um, you know, and I also felt bad for the Walsh Jesuit kids who were going to come down and participate as well, too. But, you know, we don't want Walsh coming down uh, and showing up without an official, and certainly, you know, um, you can't do a game, especially a highly competitive game, where, where two teams really care and, and get a, and, and compete to the point where you don't have an official present. But uh, what I was told was about five years ago, the Akron Soccer Association had about 120-plus officials. Today they're in the upper 60s. Uh, so one of the things that we tried to do early in the season was just uh, prepare everyone in attendance that, you know, we have signs now in our athletic facilities that simply say, let the players play, uh, let the coaches coach, let the officials officiate, and let the spectators be positive. And, uh, you know, one of the things that officials tell me all the time is is that, you know, not necessarily from North Canton, but just in general is that, you know, the abuse they take from the fan. Uh, so, again, fans, you know, we're there to watch high school kids compete. Uh, you know, we're, we're rarely do we have officials come and – evaluate the officials on the field of play. But, you know, right. unfortunately, sometimes there's a fan or two that, that thinks they are. Uh, I would ask the fans to be positive, be positive for our student athletes, be positive, you know, with the game management and, and ticket takers and concession stands and, and so forth. Uh, you know, I watched, a, I watched a gentleman, not from North Ken, thank goodness, but I watched a gentleman the other day walk right through a gate, say they weren't going to pay. Uh, 
you know, we did talk to the gentleman, found out he was at the wrong game to begin with. But uh, so he didn't end up paying. But, uh, you know, we had conversations and, and, and certainly, you know, that all ended well. But, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, again, I get it. Uh, a lot of people feel like they're taking on multiple tasks, multiple items. Uh, we ask that people show their patience, show their respect. And again, let's go watch and enjoy our North Can student athletes, many children, you know, let's watch them play. Let's watch them sure. compete, uh, win or lose. Uh, be- let's watch them compete. Yeah, and it's it's. I mean, there's two words that you can say: is be kind. Uh, the world can use that, but especially our referees and our. We want our kids to play. We want them to have to be able to to compete and perform and and shine for us. But if we don't have appropriate levels for staffing for referees, officials, umpires, and the like, then we're not going to get to do that, and that's a shame. And uh, it, it's uh, part of that is the result of society in general being outraged about everything. And uh, that's that's a shame. But uh, we want our kids to be able to shine. We need referees. If one wanted to um, referee or umpire or get into the business, it's a it's a nice side gig and uh, for young people especially. And they can just uh, look on uh, the OHSA website, I'm sure, or some of the uh, uh, other sports-specific sites uh, for officiating. Or if they contact our athletic office, I'll certainly put them, I'll certainly get information and and, and contacts depending upon sport and so forth like that too. A lot of the coursework I'm told today is online. Uh, It seems like a lot of jobs and things like that are online as well too today. But uh, basically my two words would be get involved. Uh, You know, that's one of the things that I think, you know, know, speaking about society-wise, just volunteering, uh, you know, it's like no one wants to volunteer anymore. Uh, and I get it. I know everyone's feels like, you know, but I do a lot. Every, I think we all do a lot. I really do. I just, we got to try to do more from time right. to time. And in this sure. particular case, uh, it is a good, you know, it is a good side job. I know that uh, some officials fees are going to be going up in the future as well, too. It's going to pay a little bit more. Uh, so, and what, you know, I would certainly recommend maybe even to our graduating seniors, uh, you know, especially athletes going off to college. What a great way to earn a little side money uh, from studying from seven to nine on a couple nights a week in the spring, summer, or spring, fall, and winter to, to, to get a little extra paycheck So towards college. So sure. um, we'll see. Like I say, uh, we try to make sure we take care of our officials here at North Can. That's that's one of the many many tasks that is in front of us on a nightly basis. And I believe the major- high majority of them say so. Yeah, they they do indicate to us that they do get treated well at North Canton. So thank had, you for that. I had one official that last Thursday, while we were going to have a two-man crew for Worcester, I begged and pleaded for a third since it was two state-ranked teams. And the third official who showed up said, I only did it because of North Canton and how you treat us. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for that. Your leadership and, and uh, showing those values that we appreciate. So I want to give your website a plug here, uh, hoovervikings.com. It's got a ton of information there about athletics for parents and students and community members, uh, such as, uh, you know, the high school, middle school sports by season. You can find ticket information there and uh, game results and, and so on. And uh, just a neat site. Anything else I missed that you want to add about the website? No, like you, you hit it on the head. I want to thank our ladies that take care of the website as well, too. I know uh, Miss Amy, Mrs. Amy Taylor takes care of the ticket portion of it, making sure that the hometown ticketing information is up to date for our regular season contact or contest. And I want to thank uh, Mrs. Luann Smith and Mrs. Megan Costantino, uh, who make sure that the website is up to date and is as accurate as possible. We always try to tell people, yeah, there might be a little mistake here and there. We certainly hope not. But uh 
that's the main website we look at. We don't look at Max Preps or any other type of websites. We really try to look strictly at the www.hoovervikings.com. Yep. Great information there. Go there. Keep an eye on that. And those, even in the spring when we have cancellations of baseball, softball, those are updated right there right away. So you can get um, get information right away. You can subscribe to the calendars and the schedules and uh, pretty neat information there. So hoovervikings.com is the place you want to go to get updates and uh, information on Hoover Athletics. So what else you want to share? We've talked about a lot. We've talked about sports season this fall and um, lots of other things here. Anything else you want to add for today's podcast? A couple things coming up. Obviously, Jackson Week next week is a big week for our student athletes. It's Spirit Week here at the high school and middle school. Uh, But it's also uh, our Goodwill Drive to Victory next week. We will have a Goodwill truck outside uh, the 7th Street Circle. Uh, next week, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., uh, Monday through Thursday, and then 7 a.m. to noon on Friday. Uh, so we certainly uh, encourage North Can community, if you need to do some fall cleaning and need to remove some stuff, that certainly uh, you could drop it off at our Goodwill truck next week that will be parked outside our 7th Street Circle parking lot. And, again, just uh, uh, one more shout-out, really, to uh, OHSA tournaments coming up. Obviously, uh, girls tennis, girls golf on Thursday, uh, being the district level. And then uh, we'll host volleyball a week from today, Tuesday the 18th. Uh, I think girls soccer is going to more than likely travel on uh, Thursday the 20th, and then boys soccer will host on uh, Saturday the 22nd. But any OHSA tournament ticket, again, not through uh, our hoovervikings.com website and, and so forth, any OHSA tournament ticket now will have to be purchased at the www.ohsa.org backslash tickets. Right. Awesome stuff. And one little point on that um, uh, Goodwill Drive is uh, they th- – the other team that we're playing that week to the west of us, the purple team, they'll have a truck also. And the the winner, what they do, I think, is weigh the uh, the donations, and the winner gets a, a scholarship. So yep. that's a pretty neat thing. So help us out, help our kids out who get that scholarship. Yeah, they weigh it on Saturday morning. Uh, the winner will get $250. And then after the 10 weeks throughout the course of the year, the school that has the most weight uh, for the whole entire school year will get an additional $500. Nice. So, yeah, help us out. Yeah, Goodwill's a great organization, and uh, there'll be a, a truck trailer here in the parking lot next week. So help us out there. Thank you for that. Well, Tom, thanks for being here today. We appreciate your work and everything that you do to make our student-athletes successful in ways that are very important, uh, not only wins and losses, but all those things that they learn otherwise. So thank you for that, and I appreciate your leadership. I want to thank our listeners for joining us today. Uh, podcast is a great way for us to share information about what's uh, going on in the school district for our kids and our staff, but also to share with our residents and our families. I'm real proud of our kids, and we want to certainly highlight our programs and our staff to to let the world know. If you have any questions or concerns about our podcast, uh, suggestions for topics for the future, or um, any other items that you feel pertinent for the podcast, just shoot us an email at vikingspotlight at northcantonschools.org. That's, again, vikingspotlight at northcantonschools.org. We also welcome your thoughts uh, regarding uh, uh, things, anything in general about the district. Um, Next week, we'll be talking with our band director, Ron Varn, about the successes of the fall marching band season. And um, 
in their first competition this season, they received superior rating and qualified to state in the very first one, and they've been continuing that along the way. I know they have a big weekend this weekend too, but uh, if you've not seen their competition show, you'll be able to watch it Friday night uh, following the football game against Green. So we've got um, senior night for football and band uh, this weekend, uh, and uh, I think uh, boys soccer on Saturday. So a couple more senior nights, but um, then also that um, that – competition show from the band is going to play after the football game so exciting weekend still here yet to come at north canton and uh, we appreciate you listening to our podcast and um, we're going to sign off uh, viking spotlight now and uh, thank everybody for their work and go vikings 